Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Mo. I never know. Stop embarrassing me. <laughs> I never, because I just never know what to expect. Like, some days you're high, but some days you're a little faded, but not like high faded, but maybe drunk faded a little bit. Oh, no, this is going to be real fun. Go ahead. Oh, gotcha. I mean, hey, we, we're here. Um, welcome <laughs> to another episode of Conversations with Mo. Uh, hey, Taco Bro. Hey, girl. How are you? You know, I just want everybody to pray for me. Ain't nothing wrong. <laughs> I just need some head. All right. All right. This is off, <laughs> this is to, off to a crazy start already. <laughs> I don't even know what to expect from you sometimes. So Shelter I- in place is killing me. <laughs> Girl, you have not been sheltering in place. Kiss my ass. I mean, I've been out here in these streets. Exactly. I was just with you this weekend. We was at a whole cookout. But. It wasn't nobody I wanted. To. <laughs> Never mind. All right. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> anyway. God bless. Yeah, thank you. God fucking bless. Anyway, we are kicking the month off highlighting black businesses. So we have so many things lined up for the month of July. So I'm really excited. But today I have somebody really special that I have been low key stalking, maybe a little bit. Not stalking, but maybe just boom. <laughs> unintended. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I got it. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> but no, no, no. I, I, you know, I like influencers and I love creatives. I'm really into music. So I've been following him on Twitter and Instagram maybe the last two to three, maybe four years. Oh, shit. You've been stalking, stalking. Don't do that. A whole presidential time, bitch. <laughs> God. <laughs> not a presidential term. Yeah, but no, like he's super dope, super dope. I've shared a couple of his playlists with you. Yep. Um, so um super dope guy. He does so much. Um, I think he's an influencer. He probably may not think so, but we'll dabble into that a little later. But uh ladies and gentlemen, uh welcome, low key. What's going on? Uh oh, get the hand claps going. Hey. I know, right? What up, Lo? Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate y'all for letting me uh, speak gibberish on your platform and uh, share my experiences and, uh, you know, just be amongst two beautiful black women that are, you know, oh my you God. know. Don't make me blush. Uh, Boy, don't you be. So, so <laughs> he don't know me like that, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and, you know, Lo is a part of the beer gang. Hey. Oh, let me, let me turn let it, me. Let me turn it around for you so you can see. Let me see. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, beer, beer gang, gang, gang. Um, and he team, he team light skin. So you know how that is. Y'all back in style. Yep, y'all, y'all have made it back into twenty twenty. <laughs> not on the slippery slope. So, but anyway, so um, thank you very much. I appreciate that. God, God bless. God bless. <laughs> um, so for those of you who may not know, he is associated with uh, Duce Palooza Beats One, and we just want to talk about some things that he's doing. If you've ever um, been a part of or seen any of the versus battles lately in this past quarantine. Uh, Loeb also gives us the cheat sheet for the versus battles. He gives us the whole fucking playlist. So he's just like to go at so much stuff. Um, so we're just going to kind of dabble into that. But my first question is, and I asked him this earlier, he kind of laughed, but I want to kind of revisit it. Do you think you're an influencer? 
There goes that shitty signal. Uh oh. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, there we go. You can. Yeah, I hear you now. You can. Um, no, like I was telling you earlier, like you know, I like like, and, and you know, I don't try to sell. I love music, dress, food, whatever you want to call it. It's just like me. So I'm not pushing an agenda. You know, I like my liquor brown. Okay. I like my chicken fried. Uh, I like <laughs> I like my white tees white. I like my Air Forces white. <laughs> Listen, he gonna be dropping some some cultural gems today. I can just feel it in my spirit. All right. So t- for those who don't know, low, give us like a little little snippet of of like just who you are, what happened, um, how you got the blue check. That's what I asked you earlier. Like when you got that blue check by your name, did you know like you was the shit was legit then? I mean, listen, like the blue check, you know, a friend of mine worked for Facebook and she came to me and she was like, you got all these followers on Instagram. Why don't you have, you know, why aren't you certified? And I'm like, I never really, you know, was aiming for that. Like numbers speak for themselves. You know what I mean? Like not symbols. So my numbers is 25 and up, 25,000 and up. And I really wasn't checking for like a blue check. And people try to denounce you like, oh, you think you the shit because you got a blue check or you think you above. It's like, nah, like I just, I've been putting in work. I've been around for about a decade. So, like, niggas know my repertoire. Niggas know my cloth. Like, Come on now. If I deserve a check, cool. If I don't, I'm still be getting this money. You know what I mean? So, I, I never really, you know, I never really aimed to get it. But my homegirl really thought I deserved it. She worked over at Facebook and Instagram, and she made things happen. So, you know, I, I'm very, very appreciative. But, you know, whether without the blue check, with or without the blue check, I'm going to still get to it. I'm going to still put on for the culture the best way I can. And I'm going to still get a check. So let's just be very, very clear. Come on, get the check the now. Check and the regular check. Gotcha. Okay. So what what it so I heard okay. you say you've been around for a decade and that sounds about it, right. Um, as far back as I can remember. But what is your addition to the culture? What what are you out here giving the culture each and every day? I mean, you know, first off when I started back in like oh let me see. I want to say I started back in like 07, 08. I started a hip hop website called youheardthatnew.com and I was just giving new music and new artists to the culture and exposing people to different types of music and early mu- music early than expect. So like I was cemented in that time frame when the blog, the blog rap era was coming up and people didn't really know what a blog was. And I was a part of a coalition of sites that people would religiously, you know, visit every day to get their music and their information from. So, I can say that I, I helped spearhead that movement. And then from, from then on, you know, I just been, you know, a host, you know, doing social media activations, helped start the party, Henny Palooza slash Duce Palooza, work with a lot, a lot of corporations, Nike, uh, Rock Aware, Source Magazine, Reebok, um, the list goes on and on. So it's just me giving my personality and giving my experience and giving who I am to the culture, like, I can't really define it, but if you know me and you know, you know, what I come from, you know what I do, then you know who, you know, Loki is or Nile is, whatever you want to call it. But I'm just like, I'm just, it's feed my, it's helped feed my family. It's made me happy. Um, I get to use my college degree with it. And now about 10 to 12 years later, I'm on Apple Music with two radio shows, one of the best party hosts in the country, uh, you know, working with Versus, with yeah. Susan Timbo, doing the, uh, the, the cheese sheet. And just an all-around fun guy, man. Like, I'm not letting none of this shit go to my head. Like, like, I just have fun. 
and anyone around me knows that, you know, any new people that meet me knows that as well. I just want to have fun. I want to just give great vibes and great energy and be respectful as well. So that's just, that's my that's my contribution to the culture. Gotcha. Respect. I, I, with his mask on. <laughs> oh yeah, Loki said he ain't playing with y'all. He got his mask on. Mask on, and he got his quarantine gloves. Oh, nah. You be tucking your beard in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nut. I am sorry. I gotta tuck my beard in. I you, mean, got, you tuck your beard in it. I gotta I got keep it safe. My nigga. <laughs> Listen, you gotta yeah, tuck the beard in because I think the beard can get corona too. Yes. <laughs> yes. You better be tucking that beard in, King. Listen. <laughs> Got to, cause listen. He said earlier he was like, "Yeah, I, ain't, I am, I am, I am. I ain't going nowhere. I'm, I'm sheltered in place. I'm definitely in the house, right?" And I was talking about how I was in the club this weekend. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. I mean, it just, it, I don't know. We'll get to that later. <laughs> no big deal. Still sheltered in place a little bit. All right. So love everything that you said, cause I can like definitely vouch for all of that like everything that i've seen you on social media or on twitter like you're like the coolest most down-to-earth person and you really it's funny that you said about the website that you kind of spearheaded and how you guys would like introduce music that that was low-key the leak when new music would come out and you weren't really sure or oh like i think such and such got a new song coming out you it, it would you would be able to go to these different websites and find that so uh, I, that's kind of my error i'm showing my age right now but so yeah i definitely agree that that is something that you have been a part of but you also made the culture like so fun like you to me in my eyes like you are like so hip hop to me because you just like that's what you give us that's the vibe that I get every time like I see you on something or doing something or whatever so I hats off to you for that so let's talk about um Henny and Duce Palooza so for those of you who don't know uh these these guys <laughs> um low and like a few of his friends it's, it's always like <laughs> you and your friends like because me and my friends have a lot of crazy shit going on but you and some friends started this thing called henny palooza now i'll never forget um my best friend she lives in brooklyn and she was like oh i i wanted to do something one weekend she was like now let's go to henny palooza i was like what and she was like, yeah, it's a big old party. They don't serve anything with Hennessy. I was like, I definitely don't want to go to that shit because uh, I don't drink Hennessy. How dare you? <laughs> I mean, I didn't drink brown at the time. I was just like a white drinker. And so I never made it. And then it turned from Henny Palooza to Duce Palooza. So I was mm. like, oh, they fancy now. I might have to attend one of these little functions. <laughs> but no, I it's it's a, it's like a worldwide tour now. It's like you got to get tickets and you can go to the one in L.A. or over in D.C. It's just like a huge thing. But it started from parties in the basement. So let's talk about that just a little bit. How did that just kind of like become a thing? Because like Duce Palooza is now a household name. I mean, honestly, like, you know, the, the, the birth of Henny Palooza uh, started, you know, my boy Cameron McCullough, like he's the founder of the entire movement. And uh, long story short, we were um, we were too broke to go to the club. This is like the end of 2012. You know, niggas are not really making a lot of money and they're not really known. So, like, we can't, our names don't hold weight. We can't, you know, cut the lines. We do got VIP and all that other shit. So he was like, yo, let's just have a, let's have a game night. Uh, in the basement of my apartment. He was like, all right, cool. So he made us a 
little, you know, corny flyer, and it's like a nice to see a couple of your homegirls, and the only necessity, the only thing you need to get in is either Hennessy and chicken, the most blackest thing, <laughs> you know, the most blackest ticket you could ever think of. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, so we 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 did that, and, and you know, uh, the night just turned into this big, you know, enjoyable. Uh, environment where you know you had your food and you had your liquor and then you had the you know the music and our boys you know some of our boys DJ and you know at that point I wasn't really hosting but like I was just you know out moving and people you know gravitated to me so a lot of people in our circle had that same energy so you know that night we cleared about 95 to 100 bottles of Hennessy and then the next morning my boy Fox nice. was also a part of you know you say Palooza you know he was <laughs> he was really big on uh, he was really big on hashtags and at the time Twitter wasn't just, Twitter wasn't as big as it is, as it is now and he was like yo go check the hashtag we are like what the fuck is a hashtag so we clicked on a hashtag and everybody was like yo what the hell is this Henny Palooza why wasn't I invited this that and third oh, shit. and then long story short we just started you know moving up and down New York City yeah, and we started moving up and down New York City and you know people started you know just un- wanting to be a part of whatever this thing was and that at the time it was you know day parties were making their surge around the city yeah. and we kind of latched onto that and provided you know an, um, an empty vessel you know we well we filled an empty vessel you know towards that culture you know club life was big and club life was it, it was what it was but we weren't a part of that we couldn't get in the club we weren't part of the club so we created our own movement and you know we just started doing the day parties and you know, one thing led to another. We did about three or four in the city. Then we went to D.C. for uh, Howard Homecoming. I went to Howard University. So that was the first city we traveled to. Shout out to and Howard. we tore down D.C. and it was fucking crazy. Um, and then we just started touring. We just started touring all over L.A., Houston, Detroit, Chicago, Philly, uh, D.C., Atlanta, Miami, uh, Oakland. You know what I mean? Bar- was it Barbados? No, St. Martin. Uh, we just went all over the place and it just became this worldwide phenomenon where people just didn't understand how these kids who weren't in the club scene or who didn't have any leverage or who didn't have any equity in Hennessy or anything like that turned their, you know, little day party into this, you know, extreme, aggressive, but fun and safe environment. And a couple years later, you know, uh, Rock Nation and Hove came, came knocking on our door and made sure that you know, it was suitable for us to be with them and the numbers were right. And yeah, I mean, we started selling out shows and then our last show was Barclays Center in uh in Brooklyn. You know, twenty I think it was like twenty, twenty five thousand people sold out. Thanks. Um, so that's that's the long that's the short version of Listen, you know you you know version. you got to be a bunch of fucking I don't know. I don't want to say bad bitches because that that wouldn't be suitable. But you gotta be really on your shit to be out here throwing parties um, to an extent where uh, Rock Nation is like, "All right, we got something better for you." Like, come on, let's 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 like do something different. When did when did the transition from Henny Palooza to Ducey Palooza happen? That transition, I want to say, um, that happened at the end of. 2017 I want to say okay. end of 2017 um, we had an initial meeting with Rock Nation and because we were feeling ourselves we expected more money than they wanted to give us okay. so that was <laughs> at least you were uh, honest 
Yikes. <laughs> and I, that was a that was a little bit that was a little bit more uh that that was a humble a humbling that we needed um and that we deserved. And uh we went back on the road, you know, put more numbers up, you know, had more success, you know, sold out a lot more shows. And we came back to the table um a little bit more responsible with the negotiation. And we uh me and my boy Cam like I keep saying, he's the founder. I'm a co-founder along with two other people. Um, we came back to the table with Lenny S. If you know Lenny S, he's uh, the vice president of Rock Nation or Rock Nation and He's a big guy. Yeah, Just he is. To say that baby's right hand man. And we uh, we had a conversation with him, and we said, "Hey, listen, man, we're ready to be partners. We're ready to collaborate. You know what I mean? We're ready to do this the right way." And uh, he was he was down with it. And that night, it's a very interesting story that I don't really tell a lot of people. That night, we had the meeting with Lenny. Um, I had just moved to New York. So I had just got my keys, and I was out celebrating with a bunch of friends or whatever, and I get a, I get a text from Lenny, me, Cam, Lenny on a group text, and he was like, like, 911, call me right now. And I'm like, fuck, man, this is not going to go the way, the way I thought it was, and it's not going to happen, blah, blah, blah. So I go outside the bar and I'm like, all right, Lenny, like, what's probably like, what's good? He's like, yo, uh, Jay, not knowing that we met earlier in the day, Jay is like, why are we working with Henny Palooza? Like, why are they not on our team? Right. Like, why? Are, what do we have to do to get them over on our team? Crazy. And it just so happens, it just so happens that Lenny was like, well, I just had a meeting with these guys. They're ready to come to the table and negotiate you know, a little bit more healthier than the last time we met. And one thing led to another, you know, a couple months later, we're under the Sean Carter Enterprise Rock Nation umbrella. And it, it just, it took off from there, man. Like artists, I mean, we've had artists beforehand, but like big names, we did Made in America. And then Hove came to one of the shows at um, Hammerstein Ballroom with Beyonce and Meek and Fab. Wow. And, uh, other people. <laughs> and then, you know, we did Made in America. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I did need to just America again. pack up my place and move because um, I'm out of the loop. Out. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much the blunt of the story. Um, and then that that year, 2019, led us to um, you know, it granted us the access to the Barclays Center, and and we that was the best party I've ever hosted. Like I was. I said earlier, 25,000 plus a basketball arena. And we had, you know, the locks. We had state property. We had Damn. The diplomats. Yeah, Fabio. <laughs> That's Horn, crazy. Uh, Just Blaze, DJing. Uh, and, that, and, that's, and that's how we ended 2019. You know what I mean? Like, and our, and our slogan was from, you know, from the basement to the Barclays. And for a party to start on the east side of Harlem, uptown, to end up in a black-owned arena or a black, you know, invested arena. Absolutely. It's, it's pretty much full circle, you know, and you can't ask for, you can't write a better story than that. Hollywood, Hollywood couldn't write a better story than that. Listen, I couldn't imagine a fucking better story than that. That's like, you're, you talk about a Cinderella story. Like, that shit, like, is amazing. Every time I, like... 
That's so that's my first time hearing it personally. But I got like a synopsis of it, like from my homeboy who mm-hmm. who follows you guys, and he was like, "Yeah, they used to do this, and now they do this." And I was like, "Man, that's fucking dope!" Like, how does shit shit like that just don't happen every day? But that goes to show, like, you can't if you have an idea about something, it can just go wherever you want to go if you just put in the work. And you guys have been putting in work for a long, mm-hmm. long time. I've yet to been yet to be at any event yet because oh bitch we going oh yeah we definitely going <laughs> yeah, <now>. we going. <laughs> but like when they had it in atlanta i had some shit going on and i didn't make it but listen because we're we're about two hours from atlanta so anytime y'all have something in atlanta we're definitely gonna be there atl ho what <laughs> yeah you 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 good with us you good with it anytime you want to come down and Hopefully the world open up back soon, or 2021, or whatever the case is. But uh, you know, hopefully we can get back on the road, and you know, everyone who's been supporting, and everyone who's been, you know, a, follow, a faithful follower. Like we always treat them like family. We always make sure they're, you know, they're good, and you know, you guys will be good if we can get back back down there. But you know, it's an experience, and I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm mad you missed the early days because that was it was thick. It was I, I heard some great stories authentic. about the early days. I trust mean, me. Like, So now that now that you say that, it's funny because yeah, half yeah. of the half of the world is definitely closed right now, and um, not so much in Georgia. But hey, we won't talk about that. But <laughs> everybody else is damn near still sheltering in place. Um, what plans did you guys have for twenty twenty that you'll probably like like kind of overflow into twenty twenty one? I mean, the plans we have for 2020, you know, we wanted to hit more festival stages. You know, we wanted to take it international. You know, there are things that were on our plate that we were, you know, mapping out, you know, going to South Africa and going to Paris and going to London. Nice. Um, there is that were in talks that we wanted to, to, you know, explore major markets and hit smaller markets, you know, Houston, the Dallas, the you know, Detroit, Chicago, but we were trying to take this thing international to let the world know that, you know, uh, America is known for, you know, not only the music and the culture, but just the party and just coming from where we came from for the world to experience that. You know, it's different when you have a big party or a big DJ, like a person out in the UK that knows a low key or there's not a person out in the UK that knows Austin Mills or, you know, or Cam or whatever. Like, we're bringing something from the States to them very, very. The other side of the world, but that was on, you know, the. Lo, I, 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 I hear you talking a little bit, but I, your services, the service is kind of going in and out. So I can hear you, but it's kind of bad. We're going to kind of just give it a second to let it kind of tighten back up a little bit. We leave it to God. We got to leave control. Oh, there we go. No, the connection was kind of shitty. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, it's cool. Okay. Okay, so international is definitely... Where I leave off at? 
Uh, you were talking about how you wanted you guys want to kind of expand international for 2020, maybe into 2021. You can start there. That's where it was kind of getting kind of funky at. Okay. Yeah, that's still pretty much that. Just wanted to expand international wise. That's it. That's it. Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, that I think that's still going to be something that you guys will definitely be able to put in the works when 2021 comes around or when the fuck outside opens back up. Because, first of all, I am sick and tired of being in the house just a little bit because um, I was out. I, so let me tell you a story. So I went out this weekend. <laughs> I went out this weekend. Uh, I was telling Lo earlier, shout out to the homies, uh, Deron and Gata and DJ Nightmare. Uh, those are my homies here in Augusta. They own a bar called Studio Bar, uh, Studio Neighborhood Bar. And let me tell you, this was, I don't I think their first full week being open. That bitch was so motherfucking packed. I'm talking about wall to wall. It was people standing on top of chairs. It was no fucking social distancing in that hole. But that hole was moving. And it was like the best time. I kind of felt uh, irresponsible as an adult because <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be in there because I needed to be social distancing. But it was so much fun. Like we've been locked up in the house for months now. And it was just good to feel the vibe and the music and get some liquor in my system. So I, I had an amazing time. Shout out to the homies. Um, they always uh, throw a good time at Studio Neighborhood Bar in Augusta, Georgia. But speaking of a little bit more into 2020 and being shelter in place and quarantine, uh, we we did a couple of episodes about being at home and mm-hmm. being self-care and taking care of your mental health. How have you really been taking care of your mental? Um, I know 2020 has been kind of a crazy year for you this fall. Uh, thus far um, You lost your mom this year um, You lost a close friend oh. of yours um, Definitely my condolences to you for that um, I did reach out to you a few times I was like I don't even know what to say He don't know me But um, you know Anybody that loses their mom <laughs> That's something you You want to kind of embrace them and, and, and give them love And let Most them definitely. know You know hey You know I don't know you But I'm praying for you um, So I know this has been like really tumultuous for you how have you just been kind of mentally getting through 2020 i mean honestly you know oh my mom had passed at like the tail end of uh of 2019 so like she passed on christmas eve so obviously that leaks into to the new year and the funerals like in january and it's just like you know the pandemic hits the next month so now you're stuck inside and you're like damn like i was supposed to be on tour and i was supposed to be doing this doing that and then you know you still suck inside for like another three months so you just like going fucking crazy because it's like this is not the world i know and this is not normal and this is like what the hell's going on then you know a couple weeks ago my one of my you know best friends slash sister she you know she passes um but i mean i honestly I, i handle things a little differently you know i'm not the when when adversity hits i'm not the biggest talker um i'm not the you know I, I deal with shit myself and I just try to bury myself in work. You know, like when my mom passed, I went back to work like three days later. Um, but I've been blessed with the opportunity and the ability to work from home. So I think that has kind of, you know, removed me from like the, the darker side of the mental health or has removed me from going down that path. And obviously you still have to address certain things and you have to, acknowledge certain things you have to confront certain things but you know everyone has their own timeline 
So, you know, I, I deal with things when I have to deal with them or when it's necessary. But for me, I'm a, I'm a workaholic. You know, I like to work. I like to stay busy. I like to, I like to put smiles and enjoyment in other people. So I, you know, <clears throat> my radio shows, uh, my playlists, you know, just commentary on Twitter, um, my IG lives, like shit like that just gets me through because I like to, because I know a lot of people are in even worse situations than, than me. You know what I mean? A lot of people have lost their parents or have lost their husbands, wives, kids, best friends, cohort, whatever the case is. So I try to provide a release or a break from all the nonsense and all the, you know, curveballs that we've been throwing over the past. Damn near five to six months. So with me personally, I get off by just giving other people joy. And I do appreciate you for for reaching out. I do appreciate you for checking in on me. And I appreciate everybody for for checking on me. And that that lifts my spirits. But you know, I try to I try to deal with things like I'm just a hard head. I'm stubborn. So <laughs> people be like, oh, you got to go to therapy. And you got to do this. You got to nah. I'm like, nigga, let me just let me just let me just let me be. That's what I be telling people. Let me just. Yeah, let, let let me, me be. be. Um, um, but th- it's just no. Go ahead. It's, it's tough. It's it's tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough. It's that's 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 the one thing I can tell you. It's very very tough. Um, some nights are good. Um, some nights are very very good. Where you know I'm I'm happy that my mother got to see me do things. I'm happy Jazz got to see me do things. But then there are nights and days and mornings and afternoons and evenings that are just like fuck, like man, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't, yeah, you know I mean, so it's it's a whirlwind. But I've I've gotten a grasp on it. Like I haven't spun out of control, and I'm not gonna spin out of control because I have too many responsibilities, too many too many people I'm responsible for. So I I make sure that when I need a day, I check out. When I don't want to be bothered, I put the phone down. I go outside or whatever, whatever I do, but it's not an overload. It's not, you know, it's not a burden, but I just, I I make sure that I take care of my, when things return back to normal, I to get back to work, but I'm, I'm monitoring how things are mentally. Good. I'm proud of you. Look at you. Cause listen, you don't get an opportunity to hear black men talk about how they deal with mental health. I'm a, I'm a just, dabble a little bit on that i spoke to my dad um maybe like a month or so ago about a little family situation and i said hey daddy we all need therapy you need therapy um my my dad didn't have a really good relationship with my grandfather and when my grandfather passed away i was like he was like damn near a stranger so i was just kind of like i've always felt the type of way about that but kind of didn't know how to express it and i'm 38 so for the first time i actually told my dad i was like you know I don't give you a hard time for what you don't do because I feel like you don't know how to be a dad because your dad wasn't a dad to you. But because of that, I feel like you need therapy. And he was like, he looked at me and he, my dad's in his fifties. And so he was like, I don't need no therapy. And I was like, bruh, come on. It's not that bad. I go to therapy. Every, I was going to therapy every week before COVID. Like this, this shit lit. Like I have a good time. She's really cool. You should stop by. And he was like, yeah, I ain't doing that. I I know the Lord. <laughs> Pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had to tell him, I was like, you know, if God didn't want us to have someone to 
be an outlet for us, he wouldn't have give, given these people, you know, the education that they have and the skill sets that they have for us to be able to talk to them. Definitely. Um, and he was just like, all right, well, whatever. But, you know, just being able to hear black men discuss how they're dealing with their mental health is key because I will never know what you go through as a black man. I'll never know how certain things feel for you. And, you know, my heart goes out to, you know, black men, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now. And it's like, I'm more fearful for you than sometimes my own life because you're, it's like you're a walking target, but I need y'all to be able to express that. I need y'all to sit down, have therapy. I don't care if you got to get with your boys in a group chat and talk about that shit. Just talk about it. Don't let those emotions pile up on you. And it, like you said, if you need a day off, take a fucking day off. Put your phone down. Turn that bitch on Do Not Disturb and just have a you moment. But don't let it get out of control where you kind of just lose it all. And the thing is, like, you know, I'm glad you bring that up. You know what I mean? I'm glad you bring that up because, you know, yeah, you know, black men are a target when we walk outside our door. Black men are a target when we go to the store or we get on the subway or whatever the case is, wherever you are in this country. But, you know, and I, you know, I'm with my, with my niggas and with my brothers and with my kings. And I want to make sure that we're safe and I want to make sure that we're protesting peacefully, using our best judgment, possibly, even though we are angry and frustrated and a lot of things. I've been building up for God knows how long, right. um, not just this year, but just overall in general. But, you know, I just want to make sure that, you know, not only are we good or we're trying to be good, but we have to do a little bit better job of making sure that our counterparts, and when I say counterparts, I'm talking about our black women, our mother, sisters. All right you know, now. Nieces, He's speaking my language uh, now. Friends, wives. <laughs> We got to make sure, you know, we have to do a better job at recognizing and verbalizing and, you know, supporting, you know, what you guys do for us day in and day out, whether it is protests, whether it is leading the Black Lives Matter movement or whether it's just taking care of the home. I mean, I think that we've lost, you know, our way in regards to how we support you guys and how we verbalize these things. I think that we have to do a better job in addition to protecting ourselves and making sure that we're here to raise these families. Yeah. We're here to protect our families and we're here to provide for our families. So it's just like, we gotta, you know, we gotta do a lot better work than what we're doing. And I know that we're losing our lives and because these cops are out here and these authority figures aren't really taking us serious and we're begging for a conversation about Black Lives Matter, which is a whole nother fucking podcast but you know i just wanted to say this publicly to make sure that y'all you know just make sure y'all know that i do acknowledge that we do have to do a better job of protecting y'all yeah well i appreciate that king listen you you talking tacoba language because that's baby listen (laughs) beard okay brown liquor chicken okay do say henny protecting black women i love it i'm moving up north <laughs> listen i don't i've told i'm so to kind of ch- switch lanes a little bit i've always told so my mom was born and raised in the bronx so i have a little bit like a little bit of me um my best friend lives in brooklyn all this good stuff my grandmother used to live in queens so i'm familiar with the culture but i used to tell people all the time northern men treat women so different like way different than guys in the south guys in the south treat you like oh you 
Oh, you blessed to have me. Niggas up north treat you like, no, she the motherfucking prize. And I can't appreciate huh. that because that's the kind of energy that I be on. And I don't, listen, I'm just going to change my address. I think that's what I got. What about you? Hey, low key. <laughs> low key, let me ask you a question. Oh, What's shit. Up? What's up? Be careful. How many pairs of Tims do you have? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. How many, pairs of, how many pairs of Tims you got? Oh, I got, I got one. I got, I got, um, I got my daily Tims like for the winter time or when it's cold out. So, you know, when I'm moving and grooving. But then I got another pair that I only bring out for you know special occasions where I know I'm be seen and I know the pictures gonna be taken. So I have that pair. Gotcha. How many <laughs> pairs of tails do you go through yeah. in a year? Oh, I take care of my tims. So I, I might go through maybe one or two a year. That's it. I girl, care. he take care of tims, girl. Oh my god, I'm moving. Listen, you you said the wrong thing. <laughs> you said the wrong thing. All right, so tell you gotta us- take care. Of your, listen, you gotta you gotta take care of your tims. You gotta take care of your tims, man. Like it's not it's not a game. You gotta take care of them, boys. Mm-hmm. Up here in New York, you know, in Tri State, they had two hundred a pop. And you got to take care of them shits, man. So you got to probably winterize them shits and all, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got to. I got to. I got that's, to. that's really. Talk over, you are silly. I would have. <laughs> I never would have even. I'm about to follow you on Instagram. <laughs> I'm about to fo- now she's about to stalk your Instagram. <laughs> four more years, bitch. You done did it for four years. Four more. I'll take the next term. (laughs) Lo is definitely here for years and years and years to come, especially for everything that he does for the culture. Tell us how Beats One came along. How did that come along for you? Um, Apple Music Beats One came along in the summer of 2015. I have a a broadcasting broadcast journalism degree from Howard, so that was right up my alley. Listen, Um, first of all. You went to Howard, yeah, and you got a broadcast <laughs> a broadcast degree. Listen, are you single? Because <laughs> we gonna put you out there in just a second. Um, I'm, it's, it's, it's one for them, one for that. Right now, I'm dating somebody. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. At least you listen. Yeah, thank you for King. being honest. Yeah. Because <laughs> listen, I will put you out there and be like, so my homie over here is single and he take care of his Tims and he quarantined, he don't have a corona so listen, we'll we'll definitely throw you all the way out there. Alright, so Lois Day. Where somebody. your cousin at? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm being, I'm, I gotta be honest. <laughs> where, where your daddy at? No! <laughs> <laughs> listen, don't do that. But Lois Day is pretty cool. Like, where your friends at? <laughs> All of his friends are cool, and most of them are in relationships. Man, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Cam, Roy, all them. Like, they're all in relationships. Interview over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, okay, all right. Let's, let's get it. <laughs> it's like, interview over. This is done. Um, but no, tell us, tell us about Apple and Beast One. Uh, Apple and came about, like I said, uh, June. Uh, uh, 2015 when they first launched the station. Ebro from Hot 97 is like my mentor, big brother OG. He came and got me. He was like, listen, there's a situation come. You know, one thing led to another interview started happening. You know, the whole new job process happened. 
and you know they took me in. <clears throat> so I've been there since I've been there about five years. It'll be a five five year celebration. Actually, in like two weeks, to be honest with you. Turn up, um, congrats. You know, I've been feeling it. Very, yeah, I've been. I, thank you. I've been feeling it for Ebro. You know, I'm on the playlist show. Uh, this week, we're launching a new program that I can't really say too much about. But um, wait, when does this air? Air. Oh, this airs the first week of July. All right, so I can say because by the time this airs, we'll be we'll have announced everything. So we're we're starting a new program called Multiply, and they have three new radio stations. And the station that I'm I'm a part of is called Apple Music Hits, and I have a radio show called um, Hip Hop R&B Throwback, where I just play like throwback music from the '80s all the way up to the 2000s. Look so at that's you. my new show. It'll be it'll be five days a week. Uh, Look, uh, hold on, um, we got we got to give you a, we got to give you a hand clap for that one. Hold on, that new station. Got, gotta gotta right. show our appreciation. That's lit. Okay. So are you doing like a five year yeah. celebration? So I've been putting in work for the last five years. Honestly, I don't know. I might be doing I don't know. I'm a I'm a you know what? That's a good that's a good question. I'm a I'm a log on to IG Live because we we announced the station on June twenty eighth. Okay. So you know what? I'm a I'm a I'm a rock on IG Live playing nothing but throwbacks and y'all getting this scoop right here. That's a good question because I didn't even really think about it because like coronavirus, I just think about other shit. Yeah. But no, I'm gonna celebrate my hard work. I'm gonna celebrate, you know, my my, you know, my moment in time because I don't really pat myself on the back like that. But we're gonna we're gonna celebrate and we're gonna play music and we're gonna drink and we're gonna be merry. But yeah, that's that's launching this Tuesday, June 28th. Uh, Hip hop army throwback on Apple Music hits. That's my show. Finally, I got my shit. I'm, hey. I'm very proud of my patience and my process. You should be proud of yourself. Hats off to you. Yeah, this new um, celebration is Tuesday. You should definitely do something celebratory to celebrate. You've been out here working hard, paying, pounding the pavement, and definitely putting in work. So hats off to you, my brother. I'm very, very proud of you. Um, but this has been like so, so amazing. Um, I do want to touch on one thing before we get out of here. Um, you are teamed up with Versus. You you've been doing that for a while. Um, I see you got you already started working on a new cheat sheet for the new verses coming up. Um, how did that come along? Uh, honestly, long story short, like everything else that I've been doing since quarantine, I was in the crib drunk drinking Jameson, <laughs> and during one of the battles, I was like, "Damn, like I need to I need to put together a playlist so niggas can remember certain songs that we forgot about." And, certain albums that we don't really play anymore and you know i did the first one i think the first one was the dream and sean garrett you did you did that and shit. Then it was jante austin and neo and then it was t-pain little john manny fresh was like i just kept going and going and going but i think what blew up the entire situation was um when t-pain and little john shouted me out during their battle they did and people started recognizing like oh this nigga's kind of legit and i never had the intention of being a part of that conglomerate. I was just like, nigga, like, I love music and I work for Apple and I have all this music knowledge and history. Like, why not just throw your shit out there and have fun with it and give the people, you know, a pre-party to the party? Right. It led me to officially, you know, teaming up with Apple Music in regard, with Apple Music and Versus in regards to the cheat sheet. So now, every before every battle, I got to turn in the cheat sheet. But it's something that happened so organically that I 
didn't have any plan on being what it was. So now when they announce battles and they announce, you know, the, the next competitors, Niggas are hitting me five, ten minutes later after the flyer drops, like, yo, where's the T-sheet? I'm like, nigga, I found out. What <laughs> so it's like, I got to, let me get to work. Let me, let me work on it. God damn. Yeah, man. I got the news when you got the news. God damn it. Shit. But you know what's funny about that? Um, that's the thing, but that's the thing. That's the thing because it's, that's that's what I love. That's that's the one thing that I love. It's like now, like, niggas are respecting or, or they know what I'm giving to this part of you know, the whole versus conglomerate. It's like, now niggas like, oh, yo, you part of this too. Like, nigga, we, we waiting for your shit. Like, yeah, yeah you know, we got the battles on Monday or the battles on Friday, but we want your shit. We want, we want what you about to do. Right. And that makes me happy. Like, you know, you were asking me earlier about how I'm getting through quarantine. Like, that's the things that make me happy. Those are the things that make me smile. And I light my hookah up. I pour my drink, put my speaker on loud, and I just go through music and go through records and that's why honestly that's why i started the ig live shit because of the whole tt and the person shit because you start to see how much music really means to people yeah and you start to like get involved in the commentary and the memories and the b-sides the remixes the features and like it just sparks up a great vibe because lord knows the shit that's going on outside you know we need a break from you know we need time apart from that shit. We, we wake up every day on social media and see somebody Somebody else lost their life to a, a police figure or Trump said something stupid or oh, maybe man. something happened in your family or something, you know, you know, you lost a job and you can't pay your rent. And there's something that you need to distract you. Like, all right, so Lowe's going to be on Instagram talking shit and drinking. All right, I'm with it. No, that's <laughs> the things that get me through. Because I, like, I know I'm helping people get through their shit. Yeah, no doubt. It's funny because um, most of the lot, most of the verses um instagram lives i always see you i mean i, I see your name pop up i'll be like oh they go low they go low so i know the cheat sheet is coming like immediately after i'm like all right let me go see what low got because like i'm following you on apple music so i'm like all right so let me go ahead and log in see what mm-hmm. he got so definitely oh my god it's just so mm-hmm. much you're doing for the culture it's like i can't even mm-hmm. we only have enough time to talk about it all but thank you now I'm gonna tell you. You may not feel like it, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. You are definitely an influencer of the culture, King. Thank you so much for being all of that Most and definitely. being some. Shout out to your team for just being like this awesome, like just group of people who we look up to. I was on Cam's um, his uh, Zoom he did a few weeks ago, or maybe like a month ago. And that was mentally like the best thing he ever could have did. Just kind of expressing his feelings as a black man, talking about mental health. And then like, cause he, cause he's a true, true G. He sends out a list of therapists after that. I'm like, you know what, Cam, you are the motherfucking shit. I needed that. (laughs) Like, come on with it. Yeah. You should cut out a little bit. Yeah. There you go. No, I, I I got what you were saying. Like, you know, listen, man, I just appreciate y'all for even allowing me to be on y'all platform to express myself and to, you know, tell my story. So it's like, you know, I'm just going to keep continuing to do what I do and have fun and, you know, get myself through what I got to get myself through. But you guys deserve your flowers as well. Thank and you. And you make it very, very easy to talk and to open up. So that's a blessing within itself so thank you very much i appreciate like, that Bef- before we go i need we're gonna ask two questions what's your top five top five artists uh, 
that you listen to right now, currently in roca- in rotation, and what are you wearing first day out? <laughs> first day to quarantine over. What's your fit when shit pop off? What, what you wearing when you go out? All right. So uh, the first question is top five that I'm listening to right now. Yeah. Um, Day Electronica, Snow Allegra. Okay. Um, Roddy Rich. <laughs> baby, listen. They don't know about Roddy Rich, baby. <laughs> First of all, you started something because this uh, this coon over here listens to that nigga every day <laughs> faithfully. She pulls up to my house, music blasting. <laughs> I'd be like, "Who is that?" She's like, "This is Roddy Rich." Like you don't know, like checking me like I did something. <laughs> Oh god! Oh, that did my soul. So I'm good. So, uh, so I got I got I got uh, Day Electronica, Roddy Rich, Snow Allegra. Um, I'm digging into Little Baby right now because that nigga's uh, that nigga's he's doing his thing. Uh, um, and probably just hold you know hold when I you know get into that gotcha. you know, inspirational bag. And then um, my first outfit, my first outfit. Honestly, like I told you, I'm, I'm very, very simple. So my first outfit is going to be this. Make sure my, my, my head is shaved, clean, baldy. Make sure my beard is right. Uh, I'm going to put my Duce Palooza chain on. Okay. Uh, put a fresh-ass white tee on. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put on, <laughs> I'm going to put on, uh, on some, like, like I'm going to put on some, either some, like, bright Nike shorts. Some bright, bright ass Nike shorts um, with a fresh pair of Air Force Ones and keep it very, very fucking simple because I'm coming in the same way I, you know, I went in. You know, I, I ain't changed it. I'm still the same person, but you, you want to see me in my in the flesh in the, in the same the same nigga that you know went in. Like I did a jail bit. I just came out <laughs> a little bit more mentally stronger, but I'm I'm not changing. I got one. I, I got one. Shit. This is important. Okay. Uh, Niall Ivy, I said oh, your whole government name. <laughs> yeah, damn, yeah, my nigga. nigga. <laughs> Listen, ain't no telling what she been over there doing. She been body quiet. Listen, your mama named no, you Niall. No, I'm gonna call no, you Niall. Wait, 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 wait. Before she, before she asked the question, before she asked the question, she been mighty quiet. Like she chime in when you know when she chime in, but. That's why I'm like, she's doing something over there. Like, she must be researching it. And when she I, said not live, and I'm like, oh, that's the truth. <laughs> Listen, she been in that little iPhone over there quiet as a motherfucking church mouse in this oh, bitch. Nile Ivy. <laughs> South Brunswick, New Jersey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> My question for you is... I can't stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) My question for you is, what are your top three favorite scents, as in fragrances? Mm, That's a good one. What you had on when you caught (laughs) Bay? Oh, you mean like 
personal cologne. Yes, yeah, like, like cologne. Gotcha, oh. gotcha. Drop some, drop some knowledge out here for the fellas who don't quite have it all the way together yep. yet. Cause these niggas down here stank. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna keep it. A, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it. A, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm gonna keep it a real, real buck. I'm not. I'm not big on cologne. I'm big on lotion. Ooh, lotion does last forever. Yes. Okay. Okay. What kind I'm of lotion? Really, really like? on, I'm really, really big on. I'm really big on. It's just regular cocoa butter. Like mm. you know, what's funny. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. When you go to the hood stores, or like when you go to them like mom and pop stores, they be having a lotion that really has them powerful like you know particular scent yeah you know what i mean like those are the scents that really stick with you i'll usually wear my beard cream which is like run any girl that's around me like shit hold on low one second Cause this, is, I know this is a good part, and it's it's cutting out. Yeah, just um, we gotta we gotta let them say this again. Because mm-hmm. like, I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> no, so oh yeah, it did that thing. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So it so all we got was we heard the part about yeah. the. I'm- the strong sense from the the little mom and pop store. Start from there, cause we didn't get none of the rest. We got to get there. I feel like it was a gem in there. Girl, somewhere. I heard beard cream. I did if hear, I beard hear cream. nothing else, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So it's the lotion from the mom and pop store, which I I use daily, and it's like it's very you know it's not strong where it's aggressive, but it's just like oh shit, what the fuck are you wearing? Then it's the beard cream from this store called Lush, right? So I put it in my I put it in my beard, and it's really like it's tropical and it's very soft and it's very sweet and it, and it, it makes beard very, very very like mushy and you know soft to, to, to play in so that's that's one thing it's body spray so those are the three things that I use when I when I come outside and when I'm on a date or when I'm going to somebody's house oh okay alright last question no, this this is more of a statement. Okay, okay gotcha. Nile, because <laughs> your mama named you. Because your mama named you Nile. I'm, I'm gonna call, call you Nile. Hello, <laughs> buddy. Listen, so I'm coming up north, right? <laughs> I'm Hakeem. You're semi. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> Help me find my king. <laughs> Cover out. <laughs> wait, all right, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on, hold on. When, when she, wait, when's she coming up north? When you coming up? When are you going? When are we going, friend? I'm good. I'm going in a few weeks, but I bet you are. I'm not going to that area, but I don't want to. So this is my thing. I don't want to go until shit open up. Yeah, me too. Let um, me let me know when New York open up. I'll be in touch. God yeah. bless. Well, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, well, no. Well, to be honest with you, we're we're in phase two, so. You know, phase two in New York City is like kind of perfect for New York City summer because all you do is like eat outside and drink outside. So like we're not really in the club. We're not really we on rooftops. We in parks. Like we just outside, just acting a fool. So 
if you do choose to come up to New York City, this would be the ideal time to do it because it's like 85 to 95, damn near every day. Niggas is riding scooters. Niggas is drinking outside because they let you get to go drink. So niggas is just walking around enjoying shit because we nice. ain't been outside and God knows how long. Right. So this would be the opportune time to come because niggas is like, now when niggas say they outside. Niggas is really say, outside. Niggas is outside. <laughs> say less. Niggas is outside. So. Hey, say less. We'll, we'll book something. I'll be up there. <laughs> sure. You, you have one exactly. job. Alongside your billion other jobs that you have, but you have one job for me. I got you. I got you. All right. <laughs> Listen, I got you, if you bro. don't know Ty Cobra, just know yeah, she's not fucking <laughs> She's probably going, in a few weeks, she's probably going to say, hey, so um, I got us a flight, and nigga, it's just going to go. Girl, I'm going to hit him up on IG. I'm going to be like, now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you get that inbox, you already know who the fuck it is. <laughs> All right, this is me. Been... I know, I know how real shit get. I know how real shit get, man. Listen, I'm not, I'm not. There's a lot of shit that we're gonna be doing this summer when we get back to it, and like I got, got a couple spots that you know a lot of young men, you know, successful and you know smart young men, you know, congregate around. So you know, I could throw you a couple, a couple alley oops when you need. Man, come on, my nigga, send that bitch out there. Come on, I'm with it. Well, again, you know what, Lo, this has been the most fun, fun, fun interview. Um, if Tell people how they can follow you um, on Twitter, Instagram, tell them about your shows you got coming up, because you do have an Instagram Live that's tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. All right, and tell the people how they can follow you. Um, so... You can follow me on Twitter at LowKeyUHTN. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, LowKeyUHTN. And then obviously, um, like I said earlier, we got the new shows coming out on Apple Music Kids, Hip Hop R&B Throwback, every day of the week. Um, you know, I'll send you the time. So when we do put this out, you know, you guys will have the information. But, you know, I'm just, you, I pop up. I'm, I'm around. You know, I'm very accessible, as you know. So yeah. if anybody need anything from me, anybody want to ask me any questions, anybody want to talk to me, anybody want to shoot the shit, anybody want to drink on IG Live, smoke smoker. I mean, I'm not doing nothing. I'm on my fucking couch every night. So I'm here. Gotcha. Well, we appreciate you just giving us a, a, a little hour of your time today. I know you're a real busy man. Again, congratulations. This is your five-year anniversary. Let me give you your flowers, King, because you deserve it. You've been really like contributing to the culture for over a decade and we are ever so grateful um definitely shout out to you for the next verses that's coming up um i know you're gonna have a cheat sheet ready so definitely gonna be waiting on that i should be i, I need a notification when these shits hit hit the damn airwaves how, how, make sure we can get that talk to somebody that, that knows somebody <laughs> that can make sure we get you. that I shit got i got you <laughs> all right well definitely thank you so much again i appreciate it Cobra. you good you got anything to say you straight Child, i'm in his life now <laughs> he's been introduced <laughs> Thank you for participating. I don't even know what he signed up for. But anyway, guys, we're going to get on up out of here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. Conversations with Mo is available on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Music Play. Please like, rate, and subscribe.